Miller Lite, the official beer partner of your Philadelphia Phillies, is proud to serve as presenting sponsor of WIP's High Hopes Pod. So whether you're listening to the game, catching up on the latest High Hopes Pod, or at the ballpark, remember it tastes like Miller time, Phillies fans. Celebrate responsibly. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. And his 1-2. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. And the Phillies win a hard-fought series with the Baltimore Orioles, a first-place team out of the AL East. And the Phillies win two out of three as they pick up a 6-4 win here tonight. They sure did. Welcome on in is the final out, sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. Jack Fritz hanging out with you, reacting to a just massive series win over the Baltimore Orioles. Listen, I, I know the Orioles heading into the series were, were not a, a household name by a lot of people, but that is a very, very good ball club. Um, do they have some flaws? Sure. They, they need a starter. Um, they're without, you know, Gunnar Henderson tonight. They didn't hit the ball all over the ball yard. Um, their, their starters are okay. Bullpen is, is mostly down, you know, in, in the middle of the pack. Uh, they didn't have Felix Bautista uh, the first two games of the series. But you can have all the qualifiers you want. Yeah, I don't really care. What matters is, is the Phillies took care of business and, and got this thing back on track. They had to stop the momentum that was building. And that's my biggest takeaway of the game, which is brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. My biggest takeaway of the game is that they survived the tough stretch. There's, there's stretches throughout a baseball season where all of a sudden your pet heads are falling off and everyone's freaking out and everyone's wondering what's going on. And, and oh, here comes the collapse and this team sucks and fire the manager and this guy's a bum, whatever. The Phillies, to me, survived that. And, frankly, they didn't really let it snowball. Uh, I talked a lot last night. By the way, back in the final out chair, two straight wins. Coincidence? I think not. Um, but they, you know, for the, for the week and a half before these last two nights, and even Sunday, I mean, they've won three of the last four. But they were finding ways to lose games rather than finding ways to win games. And I know that sounds simplistic, but it matters because, you know, when they, when the season first started and they got off to the brutal run and, and there were six games under 500, when games got close late, they'd find a way to give it away. And then when they got hot and they got on the roll starting June 2nd, starting with Schwarber back in the leadoff spot, uh, they, they, they started to 
eke out close wins. And that's what they did a lot of last year. I mean, a lot of last year was one-run games and and keeping it close late and and having just enough offense to get over the top. And the thing that switched and the the problem they had during this downturn where, again, I mean, they had lost, uh, you know, they had been four and five in their last nine series before heading into this O series is that they were really just in it. It was close. And then they gave it away. Like early in the season, I mean, they went out to Texas, Texas and got destroyed. Um, they went to the, the, the Dodgers and allowed 36 runs in three games. Um, why I remained mostly hopeful after the recent downturn in play was because they were playing okay baseball they just weren't getting the breaks that would go their way. I mean, a perfect example is is Monday night where, you know, runners on first and second late, they smoke a ball, they, they get picked off. Like, they had little things that were going against them. But what happened last night and, and being able to come back in that spot and against Cano, who, who has been an all-star this year, against the best team in the AL – and, and steal a game like that and, and really, to me, kind of get the, the, the monkey off the back from that standpoint of like, okay, we're good. We survived it. Exhale. We didn't lose another series. I think that translated over to tonight. Tonight looked much more normal. Um, it, it, was, it was pretty crisp. Pitching was pretty good. Offense did their job tonight for as much as the offense has struggled the last little bit here. I thought they were good tonight, um, and it, for me, biggest takeaway from the night is the tough stretch, the week and a half of, of a lot of losing. I think they weathered that storm. It was a storm that was going to happen. It was a storm that was going to come, but I think the Phillies weathered it. That's my big takeaway from tonight. 2 and 5 592 94 is how you get in. If you're leaving the ballpark, we'd love to hear from you. Um, another really, really great crowd. And that was my other takeaway. I, I've, I got four takeaways from the game tonight. It was lots to react to, a lot of fun, just a good baseball atmosphere, good baseball game, some home runs, some clutch hits. Uh, it had a lot. It was, it was a, a good, solid game. But I, I feel like I do this every night. Um, and, and frankly, I, I feel like I have to do it every night because I am someone who waxes poetically and, and gets romantic when thinking about the crowds at Citizens Bank Park in the middle of summers in, in 09, 11, 10. I don't know why I did that out of order. I don't know why I went 09, 11, and then 10. But um, you know, I, 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 those were the days, man. Like, like Those were the days when CBP was the place to be. And every single night being close to a sellout, Every single night, the crowd being into it. That's what made it so much different than other ballparks that do well attendance-wise is that the, the, the stadium felt like it was on top of you, and, and the crowd felt like it was right on you. And you talk to anyone from that run, uh, J-Roll, Utley, Rollins, I don't know why, <laughs> J-Roll, Utley, and Howard, man, <laughs> getting, getting everything all mixed up tonight. Um, but you talk to any of those guys from that run, and they talk about what the crowd is like late in those games and, and how they affect other ball clubs. It's not just the postseason around here when it comes to baseball. And I, I have felt this way for a, a long time. Philadelphia is a great baseball city. 
It is a great baseball city. The Phillies mean something here. I know when they go through their down spells and no one's at the ballpark and it takes a little while for the city to believe again, but when they start believing again, that place is special. That place is a special place to go see a ball game. And again, late in the game today, tonight, um, you know, they have the go-ahead run. They have uh, a chance to have some insurance runs. Crowd is all into it. And, and, and Bryce rises to the moment and, and gets a key insurance run. Then you get Kimbrell with the electrifying eighth. And then in the ninth, like, it was loud in there. Like, it... Like, it legitimately had a, a playoff feel to it. And for those of you that, that don't remember what Citizens Bank Park was like, 09 through 11, it was just like that. And there's been great crowds all throughout the year at Citizens Bank Park, and um, people have been showing up. But I feel like this Oriole series is the first time where it's felt loud, you know, where it, it did feel – a lot like the playoff run last year. Um, so I, I, I know I do it a lot on this show, but I just can't help it because it makes me so happy. It fills me with so much happiness seeing that ballpark back and into games and affecting the outcome of it. And, and, and late in the game, these last two nights, I think the crowd has made a legitimate difference. So – just so happy. You know, it's it's great to see this fan base rally around the team. Uh, there's been, of course, some boos the last couple of nights. Trey Turner has been the receiving end of a lot of them. The top part of the lineup definitely not helping from that standpoint. Um, but it's been, a, it's been a supportive crowd. Um, even during the downturn, they're still showing up. And, and I thought tonight was another just a really strong, great example of that. Um, speaking of the lineup. Again, 215-592-9494 if you would like to get involved if you're leaving the ballpark or just watch the game at home. I am not in the camp of, of thinking Trey Turner's baseball career is over. Um, I, I, I think he's going to be a good player. I think he'll actually be in the MVP discussion next year. Like I think I think it's just been a, a season from hell for Trey. Um, I don't think the Phillies can make the mistake – that they did last year with Cassianos leaving him in the four spot um, even when he was struggling as much as he is. And I don't think they can make that mistake with Turner this year. And on Friday night, when they go to Pittsburgh, I'm leaving Nick Cassianos in the two spot. Everything, it's a it's one game, and I get it, but it just felt more normal watching the lineup tonight. Uh, having a guy in the two-hole that at least I felt like was going to do some damage, um, that has been an all-star this year. I know he's had a, a struggle ever since you know the all-star game, but I'm leaving Castellanos in the two-spot. Move Trey down to 5-6, to whatever. If he gets hot, move him back up. But for the time being, for the importance of the two-spot in the lineup, I'm leaving Castellanos there. He gets Harper to hit behind him. Um, maybe that, that, that kind of heats back up Castellanos and maybe he starts hunting more fastballs and he, and he gets more fastballs. I mean, he's hitting great against fastballs in the first half. Now pitchers are just throwing him sliders and curveballs and seeing if he can do any damage against them or if he can lay off of them. So on Friday night and, and for the foreseeable future, I'm batting Castellanos too and I'm, and I'm bumping Trey Turner down. I'll leave Schwarber the leadoff spot. Um, but for the two-hole, for the importance of that spot, 
I'm going to move Castellanos there for the time being. I know that we, we talk about Schwarber's record at the leadoff spot. I know that Turner has pretty much been batting to that entire run. I, I, I just think it's too important of a spot in the lineup. And, and I'm going to put Castellanos there. I'm not putting Trey Turner back in there on Friday night and, and for the foreseeable future. I think that's Nick Castellanos' spot for the next little bit here. And the, and the positive of that is it, it moves Bowman's start of the lineup. Um, you know, I thought JT had a good night tonight. I, I, I just I keep waiting for that classic real muto kind of hot streak to get his his overall numbers back to like 265-ish. Um, but if you just move Trey down, whatever, get Nick Castellanos in the two-hole and leave him there for a little bit because tonight felt much more close to, to how it's supposed to feel. And and last takeaway here is, is Ranger Suarez, who, you know, outside of Wheeler in Cleveland over the weekend, it, it feels like every starter at this point. I mean, uh, Sanchez was great against the Pirates on Monday, but um, every starter, it, it feels like they have that one inning and then they're just good the rest of the night. Ranger, it's just been – it's been pretty good. Um, you know, it's not been as good as it was in June. It's been fine. Um, he's pitching more to to me. It's like a low-end three, high-end four level right now. Um, and, and tonight wasn't like when the, the home run to Rutschman happened, stunk. But he was also really good after that. And that's kind of been the problem with Ranger for the last little bit here is that really good at the beginning or whatever allows like three runs in an inning and then it's – that's all he allows for the rest of the outing. Um, it's frustrating, but again, the starting staff is doing their job. We haven't had many eight innings, one run dominant outings in the last month, but it's been a lot of six innings, three runs or less, which in the dog days of summer, you just kind of take and you, you hope that um, he can get on a roll here. I do wonder heading into the deadline if it affects their plans. If they now think, all right, we got to go get a three rather than a, a four or five piece, or we got to go get a two. Um, it, it's it's going to be a tough decision for Dave Dabrowski. Which pitcher is Ranger Suarez? Is he closer, closer to the guy that we've seen in June, or is he closer to the guy that we've seen in, in, in July? That's going to be one of the biggest questions heading into the trade deadline. 215592 9494 is how you get in. Adam was at the game. What's happening, Adam? Hey, man. Great, great, uh, great game. Just just love the sort of intro. Let me sort of wax poetic with you for one moment. Yes. Went to the game with my buddy, and I'm sitting next to a kid who's maybe, I don't know, 10 years old. He's keeping score with his grandpa, who was an Orioles fan, which is oh, great. Oh, that, that, is, um, that brings a tear to my eye. It, it was awesome. And, like, my buddy and I are joking with him that he's not keeping the score right. But it was fine. One thing that you didn't highlight, which I think is really, really critical, is the versatility of this bullpen. That they went Kimbrel Soto tonight, which I thought was brilliant. And both of them just had such pop on their pitches tonight. And Sir Anthony, too. I mean, he was, I thought, very good as well. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I thought that was the most, like, for as great as, um, for as great as Kimbrel's been this year, he's an all-star. I thought that was yeah. the most pop he's had all year. I mean, that that I mean, he looked downright dominant. Soto, same thing. And man, it was so refreshing having Sir Anthony just back in our lives again. I, I mean, yeah, uh, Jeff so Hoffman's 
Yeah, I mean, Hoffman's yeah. done a good job. Marte's done a good yeah, job. Sure. Sir Anthony's just different. And it was yeah, so nice I having mean, him back. And, yeah, I mean, maybe it's a bit of a, a tough stretch for the bullpen. Um, you know, like Kimbrell's been okay, shaky. Soda's been kind of shaky. Tonight felt much more normal. I'm totally with you. The last thing I would say is what I find, what I find just amazing and refreshing about Harper playing first is that outfield alignment in the ninth oh. was just so good with Marsh and Wright. It just gives Thompson so many options to get Kyle Schwarber out of out and off of his feet. It just makes me – I felt like it was the best team win they've had all year. I mean, it was close. Well, uh, I, I listen, I they've had some really, really good team wins. Um, but I'll say this. I mean, they haven't had, like, really many. That was a That was a complete baseball game. And that's all you can kind of ask for from this team right now is just playing complete baseball because that's how you get back in, and that's how you you make the playoffs. You know, it, it's not very often lineups to be clicking, starting pitches to be great, and bullpens really good. Um, but tonight they they pretty much got all of that. Obviously, you would like Ranger to be a little bit better. Tonight was just a a good solid baseball win, and it, it's one of those that they, if you're a baseball fan, you're I'm giddy tonight. Like I'm just. I'm straight up giddy. You know, they took two or three from the Orioles. The Orioles are hot. The Orioles are playing great baseball. They've chased down the Rays. Like, the Rays are off to a historic start of the year, and everyone's like, oh, the division's over. The Orioles chase them down. I know it's not a ton of household names, but they play good, solid baseball. They hit the ball hard. Um, and the Phillies, they could easily swept this thing. Like, that that's what has made the last week and a half so frustrating is because, like, man, this downturn didn't have to happen. It, it didn't. Like, they... They were right in so many games. They were just finding ways to lose them. And I think last night, being able to come back, steal a game, um, and and have it translate over to tonight, it felt like a big exhale moment for this team. And they played like it tonight. I think a part of the exhale was not having Trey Turner bad too. Um, but we'll see what Rob Thompson does on Friday. I would leave Castellanos there and see what happens. 2 and 5 592-9494 is how you get in. Don't go anywhere because on the other side, we will get to all of your phone calls. But also, the stretch of games that the Phillies have coming up is absolutely juicy. I I didn't realize it until I saw Matt Gell tweet after the game. We'll get into that next. It's a reason to get excited. We'll get to that. All of your phone calls coming up next here on the final out. And it's swung on, hit deep to left. This one's got a chance. Cave is back at the wall. He jumps. Oh, he caught it. He bangs into the wall, and he's got the baseball. What a play by Jake Cave. Smashing into the outfield fence. Cave saves a run and keeps the Phillies in front. I mean, what a play. Welcome on back. That is the play of the game, which is obviously brought to you by Mike's Amazing. The official mayo, mustard, and vegetable oil of the Phillies. And, I mean, catch of the year. I mean, <laughs> catch of the year from Jake Cave. Uh, and, listen, he's had a tough year at the plate. He obviously made the opening day roster by being unbelievable in spring training. Was just not good enough at the beginning of the year. And I, th- I think that was a lot of um, pressure to put on a guy who's been more journeyman-ish than not um, to, to be on the opening day roster and starting for the, the team that was in the World Series last year. He went down to AAA, literally mashed. I believe he had a 1,300 OPS um, in in AAA. It was like the best hitter in um, the entire sport in, in AAA. Um, and, you know, 
the last couple of nights we've seen some signs of life from him at the plate. And obviously, we know that the 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 Schwarber to DH thing is already starting to pay dividends because he makes that play. No, sh- well, I mean, Schwarber didn't make a leaping catch last week at the, uh, you know, in the outfield. But I, in all likelihood, Schwarber probably doesn't make that catch. Um, Schwarber probably doesn't get to the ball early in the game yesterday that Marsh is able to track down um, to to not allow more runs. And you know, you're starting to see you're starting to see some of the dividends. Uh, of getting Schwarber out of left field early, which is good because he was really bad out there. I mean, it's a, you don't need to sugarcoat it. I love Kyle Schwarber, but this has been brutal in the field, and you're starting to see some early returns and, and Jake Cave with, with possibly the catch of the year there, and, like, no fear for the wall. I mean, Aaron Rowan would be so proud of the effort that Jake Cave gave there, and you are starting to see some signs of life. From Jake Cave at the plate. Had a couple hits tonight. So um, a good Jake Cave game. I'm still more in the camp of uh, I want to see Johan Rojas play as much as I can because I think he adds good energy. And um, I like his speed on the base pass and the defense. Listen, I think Cave's a good defensive player. But Marsh and left and, and Rojas in center is is pretty special um, defensively. But I guess he ends righties. It's not the worst thing in the world to have Cave out there and left. I think he's a pretty good defensive player, and uh, man, like uh, his emotion after that was was cool. Um, and you're starting to you know see random guys step up and and help this team out win ball gloves, which is what it takes to get to where they were last year. We'll go back to the phones here in one second, but um, their next 14 games. I mentioned this before the break, and you want to talk about time to go on a run and cement yourself as. Um, a playoff team, listen, division probably out of reach. But getting in the playoffs and securing that spot and not having to stress, it's this next 14 games, but really it's all of August, that this team has to separate itself, has to separate itself, has to go on a run, coincides with the trade deadline. We'll see who they end up with. Next 14 games, Pirates, Marlins, Royals, Nationals. That is runtime. Pirates, Marlins, Royals, Nationals. They beat up on a lot of bad teams last year to get into the postseason. It's time to do that again. They've been good against those kind of teams this year again. That is with the trade deadline. It's not even just the next 14. Because after the Nationals, it's the Twins here, who I think are pretty good. A two-game series in Toronto. I mean, the, the Blue Jays have been up and down. We know they're talented. That's a tough series. Three more against the Nationals in Washington, a big series, a big series, um, August 21st, 22nd, and 23rd at home against the Giants. The Giants are, these two are neck and neck for a postseason spot. That's going to be a good, good time for hopefully this team to, uh, you know, win two or three of that series. Um, Home against the Cardinals and then home versus the Angels, who apparently, uh, according to Tom Verducci, are not going to trade Shohei Otani. So, August is a is a time for the Phillies to to truly start separating themselves and get squarely in playoff position. They have 19 home games. They have some some cake series that they have to take advantage of. And I'm excited to see what Dave Dombrowski does on Tuesday. Um, Tuesday, as we all know, is the trade deadline. Um, we'll see how big he can go because. Yeah, frankly, I don't know who the stud really out there is that he can go get. Um, I don't know who's going to really be on the market. Uh, it's it's probably going to be more like last year's deadline where they 
look for more fringe players and um, you know maybe they can get a third starter. You know, uh, we'll see how good of an upgrade they can get in left field. I, I think I like what Rojas and Cave are doing right now. It's fine. I think they're going to go out and try to get a more pop-oriented right-handed bat to, to, to play left field. Um, but they, they have some options. They have some some uh, you know positions where they can get filled. I would I would like another bullpen piece just for you know my own sanity. Um, but either way, it, it's 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 going to be go time. Next 14 games. Pirates, Marlins, Royals, Nationals. It's go time. It's run time. Uh, Blake is in Narberth. What's happening, Blake? Hey, Jack. Really good win tonight, particularly given the fact of how disheartening this entire series started in that first game and how the game started today. I would have loved if they had not fallen behind. Oh, that's all they do now. I think uh, they've (laughs) had the lead once in their last 14 games. Yeah. um, The first. Um, yeah, against the uh, Brewers and then Cleveland on Sunday. And that's it. That's the entire since the All-Star break. It's but, just, it's not great. But at least tonight, with runners in scoring position, they actually came through, whether it be with the big guys, Harper, Castellanos, Romuto. And I think it also helped that you didn't have that giant black hole at the number two spot tonight. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I am... I, I, I don't, I'm not running off Trey Turner, but for the for where this team is at right now, they got to get him out of there. Uh, Cassianos, who I know is scuffling post All Star break, I just trust him more in that spot, and it, and it felt like a, it just felt like a stronger lineup. I know it's because they scored more runs tonight, but when it's so many strikeouts, one two, and I, listen, I I will defend Schwarber. I I always defend Schwarber, um, but it's it's Turner, just a lot of feebleness in that two spot. At least Castellanos, I, I have some faith, is going to be able to get a job done. He got an RBI tonight. Um, he had a hit, big hit on Monday night. Hopefully he's starting to come out of this thing. I, I want Castellanos in the two spot on, on Friday night. Definitely. I think you have to keep him there. Trey Turner has a worse on-base percentage significantly than Schwarber. Yeah. Um, but I do want to talk about the trade deadline real quick. Um, and with so many teams still somewhat competitive, not a lot of teams that are just dead at this point, the best pieces, whether it be Bellinger, Robert Jr., Soto, whoever's traded, are going to be very expensive. With the Phillies having questions next year about starting pitching with Noel as a free agent, Tanner injured, I don't think the team should be cavalier about trading away top prospects like Abel and McGarry. The current team has the pieces to go on a run. They just need to perform like they did tonight and come through. If you add solid veteran bats, Tommy Pham or Teoscar Hernandez, Dirksen Profar, guys like that, you add a third starter and a bullpen piece or two, his team's positioned to go on a nice run, and it's the exact same formula they did last year, and it worked. They can do that again this year. The pieces on the team just have to come through that they currently have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and you're totally right there, Blake. I mean, their only way to get back to the World Series, I mean, outside of, I mean, like trading for Juan Soto at the deadline, the only way they're going to go on a run is that the stars show up. I mean, that's it's, it's as simple as that. Um, and hopefully tonight was kind of – hopefully tonight was a step in the right direction. I also think that, that you're starting to see – Bryce get back to being, you know, Bryce level. I mean, the home run last night, big hit tonight. Um, I just feel this this kind of Bryce run coming. I think that's going to just ease a lot of tension at the top of the lineup. Um, but you're right. You know, I, I, at this point, I'd probably only move I, – I would probably move Mick or McGarry if it meant I was getting like a Dylan Cease back. You know, a, a guy that is under contract for the next two years after this year. Um, that I think that in a non-dinosaur organization 
could be a, uh, uh, I mean, a legitimate high upside one who was in the Cy Young <laughs> run last year, who's had a bit of a down, you know, a downturn this year. I just think that if he gets back to a smart organization, you get the best version of Dylan Cease. But yeah, the the Painter injury, the Nola contract thing, we don't know where that's totally going. It does affect if you want to move those guys. I, I I still think they would move one of those guys in the right deal. Um, but it, it probably does change their plans. And um, you just hope that they can have a, a deadline like, like the Braves had in, um, you know, 2021 or whatever, where, you know, they, they got just a bunch of players to come in and help them win. Jock Peterson, Jorge Soler, Adam Duvall. Um, and, and they just filled out the edge of the roster. They all played to a, a superstar kind of level. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be fascinating. And, and this is what, you hope you have a difference-making kind of GM. He knows what wins. He knows what loses. He knows what to look for. He knows what prospects to give up. Um, hopefully they don't trade a Mickey Moniak for, for a Noah Syndergaard who somehow got traded for a Med Rosario tonight. Um, but regardless, it's going to be fascinating. I, I don't think it's going to be as splashy um, with the big names, but I think they're going to go out and, and try to fill in the edge of this roster, obviously, as best as they can. Derek is in Pennsylvania. What's happening, D? Yo, uh, so I just wanted to say, well, first off, great win for the Phils tonight. Great win. Totally. Uh, but then the other thing is, like, the energy in the ballpark, they seem to be getting, like, really back into it. Like, it, it seems not exactly up to the level of playoffs last year, but, like, they are getting into it. Totally. I mean, obviously, it's not going to have the same energy as the postseason. Um, but but for regular season, for that crowd to be in it the way they are, it, it felt like the heyday for sure. Yeah, uh, like I went to, I was at the NL champs ring thing, and like I predicted, like coming out of the All Star break, the way that team was playing going into the break, like the energy for that first home series back was going to be electric, and it lived up to the expectations. Yeah, I mean, like the, the crowd. So I think the difference between where the crowd has been for the majority of the year is. For majority of the year, they were there, but it didn't feel like they were making a difference. And, and I just think these last two nights, and even even uh, Monday night, you know, the Castellanos hit, the the crowd was building for that moment as well. These last three nights have been as close to the playoffs as as you know it's felt like all year. Um, and it's just great. Like it just it just makes me so happy. And and I think the more and more the ballpark feels like that, the more and more you have the kids wanting to go down to games. And 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 I think that during the stretch run here, you know, forty thousand a night, I don't think is out of the realm of possibilities. Yeah, and it like it feels like the players are really starting to feed off the energy, and they're making the plays. It's like yes. the Jake Cave play today. Like that play just feels like he's hustling. He's feeding off the crowd and making those special plays that you don't normally make without like the energy you're getting from CBP. Yeah, I, I agree, Derek. And, you know, a, a lot of guys from that run talk about, you know, what the crowd was like and how it helped them raise their, their game and, and put pressure on opposing defenses and, or, or, or opposing teams. Um, and and you, you hear Rob Thompson talk about how he's talking to opposing bench coaches and they're like, yeah, it's four hours of hell. Um, that's what playing at Citizens Bank Park in the playoff was playoff run was like last year. It's exciting, and, and and that's the kind of stuff that you know really separates this city from most is 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 the passion and, and being behind the teams again. And I'll just keep harping on it. The last couple of nights have just it's it's felt heyday ish. There's been great crowds all year long. They feel louder now. 
and that's exciting. 215-592-9494. We'll run through all of your phone calls on the other side, but also we will look ahead to this weekend out in Pittsburgh before handing things off to Tom Kelly. All that's coming up next here on the final out. 0-2, hit well, right field. This one definitely has a chance. Santander at the wall, it's gone! Edmundo Sosa with an opposite field home run that unties the game here in the bottom of the seventh inning. His seventh of the year, and the Phillies are back in front 5-4. to four. How about that, Edmundo Sosa? Welcome on back. It is the final out, sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable, never looks so good. Edmundo Sosa is my player of the game, which is brought to you by South Jersey Gas. Committed to providing safe, reliable, affordable natural gas. Make the switch to SouthJerseyGas.com slash LoveMyHome. I, I don't watch a lot of baseball. I don't remember the last time uh, I've seen a, a guy hit a ball foul, a home run foul, and then next pitch hit a home run. I mean, that's because usually what happens is, you know, the, uh, a batter will, will do that. They'll be disappointed, and they'll usually get themselves out next pitch. Like it's, I feel like it's rare that you go from home run to, to locking back in, and you know, you start getting chirped from the dugout about how, or you know, it's just it's just a long strike. Um, but Edmundo Sosa did it, and and frankly, when he hit it and, and he and he dropped the bat, I was not confident it was a home run, but Edmundo was. Um, maybe I'm just a little, a little scarred from game six when I thought he had one down in Houston when he did the same kind of thing. And uh, it was you know, caught in this stupid corner in, in what, Minute Maid Park. Um, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not here to bring up bad memories, but the Edmundo Sosa <laughs> game six uh, home run trot is definitely one that, that lives on in my brain. Either way, tonight um, he's able to do that big spot, un- un- uh, untie the game, after the Phils give it up, and then they got some good insurance um, after that. So, again, just a, a good, solid baseball win. Starter pretty good. Bullpen pretty good. Uh, offense does its job. Gets a home run late. Defense does its job. Jake Cave catch. It's a fun game. All around, good, solid win by the Phils, and, and, and a big, big series win over the Orioles. We'll, uh, we'll look ahead to the series in – in Pittsburgh, before handing things off to Tom Kelly here in one second. But uh, let's go back to the phones and talk to Isaac in Cherry Hill. What's happening, Isaac? What up, Jack? How you doing? Nothing much, man. How was the ball game tonight? It was awesome, man. Let me tell you, uh, the vibes were very, very high tonight. And I think it really has to do with taking Turner out of the lineup tonight. Honestly, it just felt more comfortable without him hitting and totally expect to strike out and swing it some crap in the dirt it just felt better watching the game tonight well you know I mean? yeah and i guess my thing is like you know there there wasn't any angst tonight because it feels like every time he gets out bang here comes the booze and um people are just putting all kinds of pressure on him and you know in a way obviously i feel bad for him like, like trey turner's in his first year of a long contract like i wanted to all work out um but at the same time you know i don't blame the fans you know he's been he's been brutal um so just taking that out of the lineup now rob thompson i think it was smart you know you get some the off day tonight gets him the off day tomorrow and then you put him back in on the road in in, in pittsburgh in a nice long road stretch to where hopefully he can build some momentum so the next time he comes home you know if he goes on a run here for the for the foreseeable future for the, they're on the road here for a little bit 
Um, you know, they go, uh, uh, they go to Pittsburgh and then they go to Miami, um, before returning home uh, the Friday, the fourth against Kansas city. If, if he can just have a nice stretch here, maybe even get a standing ovation, come back from home and, 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 and we can just welcome him back and, and you get the best version of Trey Turner for the rest of the year. I thought it was a smart philosophical move by, by Rob Thompson tonight. So I wanted to ask you, so you said earlier that you would like to keep Castellanos in the two hole. Yeah. at least for this weekend, where would you drop Turner in the lineup? Because I just don't see Rob dropping him, you know, any further than, like, fifth or sixth in the lineup at that, at, like, at least. Yeah, but even that's fine. Like, I, I, I bet him fifth or sixth. Um, you know, I, I go Schwarber, Castellanos, Harper. Um, maybe keep Bohm. I'd probably keep Bohm there. Um, and then maybe just go, you know, Turner, JT. Or, or no, uh, Turner, Stott, or Stott, Turner, um, I'd keep JT a little bit lower for the time being, but obviously I don't want to dr- drop Trey Turner to like ninth. Uh, I, I still bat him in, in, in five, six and just see if the, the top of the lineup can get going here a little bit and maybe you, you find something. Yeah, I know what you mean. Just one uh, last question about the trade deadline. So I know that the pirates, uh, have said that they are willing to trade their, uh, all-star closer, David Bednar, mm-hmm. who actually just got another save tonight against the Padres. How would you feel about maybe bringing him in, if possible, to add some, uh, you know, added insurance in the bullpen? Yeah, I, I appreciate the call, Isaac. Um, this probably should be the deadline that the uh, Pirates moved David Bednar. Um, you know, he's been pretty good for the last couple of years. Twenty-eight years old. Uh, the only thing with him that would not—it doesn't scare me off—but he's got three more years of arbitration after this year. So I would assume that the Pirates want to haul for him. And I, I would like another back-end bullpen option for Rob Thompson to have. But at the same time, like, I don't want to give him a ton when it's not a super priority. Like, Kimbrell's pretty much got the ninth lockdown at this point. Uh, Sir Anthony's on his, uh, is back and, and hopefully can get on a roll here. Soto, I, I think, has been pretty good this year. And Alvarado was throwing yesterday. It's, a, it's more of a luxury move for me. And with that much arbitration – I just don't want to give up what I would have to perceive as like a ball plus for a, a back end option at this point. Uh, Marlon is in South Jersey. What's happening, Marlon? Jack, love the show, man. I got Thank one you, man. question for you. Yep. Are the Phils back or what? Oh, I mean, listen, I think they, the, 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 the Phils are back question, I think was answered in June. I felt like this is a bit of a blip in the radar. Uh, the last like week and a half, they're they're definitely uh, they survived the the tough stretch and they are currently back for sure. Well, look, dude, the series was electric. The crowd was great all week. All I can think about is an October World Series, forty years later. Oh. Orioles Phils, a little rematch where we get the upper hand this time. Yeah, I mean, Marlon, obviously, it was not even close to being alive for the 1983 World Series. Um, but, yeah, I mean, listen, uh, it's Camden Yards is obviously a cool ballpark. It was cool, you know, to see the Orioles fans travel up here. You know, they've been bad for the last couple of years. Or they're playing good baseball, and they're supporting that team again. They, they made the, I think they made the ballpark that much more jumpy this week as well. Like, usually we're fighting with Mets fans when they come down here. Um, but the Orioles fans in the ballpark, I think, added an extra little edge um, to, the, to the fans this week. It was great, man. It was, I mean, they're an hour and a half down 95, right? It's great. So, um, you know, this team is just, the energy's back. 
We got Eagles training camp starting today. It's just the vibes in the city are back, and it's just a great time to be a Philly sports fan, man. Yeah, and we haven't talked about the Sixers in what two weeks? We, we've, that's, we've put that's the Sixers in the back burner. That's a good thing. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> that's exactly right. Appreciate the call, Marlon. Yeah, um, yeah, it's good times. It's good times. The Eagles obviously back, and uh, a lot of Super Bowl aspirations, and you know, vibes high around them. And and thankfully, even though the Phillies it seemed like they're kind of trending towards um, ruining the summer aren't ruining the summer. They, they, they steadied the ship and, and that was a, a big, big thing to, to do. Um, and yeah, the, the, the crowd's been great all week. It's been, it's been a fun, fun week of baseball and they should have won Monday night. If they, if they didn't blow up Monday night, we're talking about a, a, a sweep over the first place of Orioles, but nevertheless, that's baseball. Bam is an upper derby. What's happening, Bam? What's up, Jackie? What's going on? What's going Question on, man? What do you got for me? Not much. I don't know. Uh, trade deadline. Got a question for you. You think, remember, uh, I think he's on the Pirates now, Andrew McCutcheon? Yeah. You think, was there, there were some talks about him going after him. Would you Would you like him to see him back? Uh, frankly, they just don't have, like, it doesn't make sense at this point because Harper's going to play first, Schwarber's your DH, and, and McCutcheon can't really play the field anymore. He's more of just a DH, and uh, there's a lot of reports out of Pittsburgh that he doesn't want to go anywhere. He just wants to remain a pirate for the rest of his career, and um, I think they plan to honor that. So it doesn't seem like McCutcheon's kind of going anywhere at this point. Gotcha. And you know what? Good, good Phillies win for the last two nights. Because you know what? Thanks, courtesy of McDonald's. Courtesy of the Phillies win. I got two free uh, six-piece nuts from McDonald's. Courtesy of the Phillies win, man. Just- oh, man. Look, they're giving out free food. Look at that. Never a doubt. That's that's exciting stuff. Uh, I maybe I'll catch on like the 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 Chick Fil A brickin for chicken that the Sixers have. Uh, so this weekend out in Pittsburgh, um, the Pirates, after you know being kind of the story of baseball the first month, month and a half of the season, have just totally cratered. Um, so the, the, they're back to being the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, so the Phillies need to go out there and and, and simply take advantage and. Um, they have the, the horses on the mound to do that. You have Zach Wheeler going on Friday night versus Mitch Keller, who has a was an all-star this year and kind of had a, a bit of a breakout year, but now he's apparently on the, the, the trading block, whatever. ERA of 5.11 in his last 11 starts. He's been getting hit around pretty good. So, um, you know, it, it, I thought Zach Wheeler in Cleveland was just brilliant. You know, I thought he was – like it, it was the most it felt like the Zach Wheeler of years past um, is what Zach Wheeler looked like out in Cleveland. The the zip was back on the fastball, and my hope is that um, the 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 extra rest that they gave him after the All Star break really starts to pay off here, and you start to get that zip back on the fastball. We talked about the zip that Soto had, that um, Kimbrel had tonight, that Sir Anthony had tonight. Zach Wheeler had that also um, in his last start. Hopefully they, they found some mechanical tweet, tweaks um, and, and can get Zach Wheeler to be the Zach Wheeler that we've seen the last couple of years because if they get that guy, like there's there's two massive things that have to happen. I don't think they're going to go out and trade for a pitcher better than Zach Wheeler, and I don't think they're going to go out and, and trade for position players better than what they have. For this team to do what they did last year, they got to get Wheeler to, to the ace level he's been the last couple of years. And, obviously, they need the stars in the lineup to produce. It's pretty much as simple as that. And if they don't, they're probably going to come up short. Um, I thought the start for, for Zach in Cleveland last weekend was a positive step in that direction. Um, on Saturday, Aaron Nola takes the hill against Quinn Priester. 
um, who was a, a top prospect. Um, he made his major league debut, uh, I think his last start or two starts to go. Either way, the early returns, he's like a 9-5 ERA so far. So he, he's a guy that has a lot of talent, throws hard, has some good stuff, uh, was a, was a, a good prospect, um, but is probably not ready for, for this kind of spot yet. So a young pitcher against a veteran-laden Phillies lineup should uh, help the Phillies out, and hopefully Aaron Nola – Again, he's just he's he's. It's like the one inning that just comes back to bite him. A lot like how Rangers been for the last uh, you know all of July pretty much. It's like they allow three runs in an inning and then are, are pretty good. Aaron Nola allows a couple of runs and then settles in and is really good. Like the first couple of innings, everyone's melting down. Here we go, terrible Nola. And then you wake up in the sixth, seventh inning, and and Nola's through that and he's allowed three runs or less. So. It's kind of that been that year for Nola. I keep waiting for the month stretch where he just goes out and bang. Here's here's a, you know, seven innings, one run, six innings, two runs. Like just going on a on a, on a classic Nola kind of hot streak. Just haven't gotten it this year. So um, Nola versus Priester on Saturday, and then Christopher Sanchez versus Rich Hill um, on Sunday. Rich Hill is like 43 years old so somehow, uh, still pitching in the bigs and, and taking down innings. So so good for him, but. Um, obviously should be a bad weekend for him. And, and Chris Sanchez, just a revelation. I mean, he's been really good for them. Um, and he's pitched well enough to where I, they don't need to really worry about going and trading for a fifth starter. Um, you know, he's, he's perfectly serviceable and it's just like, <laughs> there's been people who are still like, wow, it's a bullpen game. He's out there. No, it's not. Like if you still think the Christopher Sanchez thing is a bullpen game, then, and frankly, I don't think you're paying attention. Um, real quick here on the trade deadline, um, you know, one of the starters that has been rumored to be moved because he can't get a qualifying offer is Marcus Stroman. Three and a third tonight against the, the Chicago White Sox. Seven earned. It's ERA up to 3.5. So not the best start you would want heading into the trade deadline. Some of his underlying numbers um, paint a very different picture, uh, picture to, to how well his ERA suggests he's thrown this year. So... Um, maybe a bit of proceed with caution for Dombrowski and Marcus Stroman. That's going to do it for me tonight. Thanks for hanging out. Big Phil's win. Um, taking two or three from the Orioles, uh, the best team in the AL this year, is is a really, really big thing. And they, they have righted the ship. They've survived their tough stretch. And, um, again, next 14 games, Pirates, Marlins, Royals, Nationals, heading into August where they have 19 home games and some some really, really – juicy opponents. So it's time for this team to go on a run and truly, truly cement themselves um, as a playoff team. Exciting stuff. And thank God, just thank God they did not lose another series and they're able to come back and win this one tonight. Tom Kelly will have you through the rest of the night. He will obviously be taking a reaction to uh, this Phillies game and a whole lot more start of Eagles training camp. All of that good stuff. Either way, Nick Earnshaw, the birthday boy. 23rd birthday, the young kid back there uh, did a great job producing the final out, as always. I will be back Friday night uh, reacting to what is hopefully a Phillies win out in Pittsburgh. Thanks for hanging out. Tom Kelly's got you next here on WIP.